We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. That's right, guys. Today, we're talking to the person that gave us the final push in a $25,000 investment. He was. He also has quite the achievements. Yes, big time, big oh. time. So, guys, before we get started, please do not forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button. Make sure that to drop us a DM on social media. You can find us at Biz Bros Co on Facebook and Instagram. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, guys, and you want to make an impact in other people's lives, please. Don't forget to share the podcast and leave us a five-star review. Thank you. All right. Our palms are sweaty, knees are weak, arms are heavy. And no, I'm not talking about Eminem's song. We're talking about the first time we met today's guest. After a $25,000 offer was presented, a video testimonial was playing. The guy in the video, today's guest. He had turned his life around and was given what we consider to this day the most influential testimonial on earth. That's right. He gave us that last push we needed to not only make our biggest investment to date, but to change our lives. Besides having the best swag in all of Idaho, today's guest is a master lead generator. He helps clients build systems that allow them to function effectively and efficiently. We could even say he has he's a phoenix, rising from the ashes of bankruptcy all the way to two two comma club awards but most importantly he's an awesome father of two little boys with another one on his way that's right and without further ado put your hands together for two comma club award winner master lead generator best haircut in town and incredible dad mr jeremy kobatana I think that's the best intro, man. I think that's the best intro I've ever had. <laughs> Dude, glad to hear that, man. We are so excited to have you here, Jeremy. Yeah. Thank you so much. You deserve that and uh, way more. Oh, you yeah. Have, you have no idea how influential you've been in our life and our business. And uh, we can be more honored to have you as a friend and your family as friends as well, man. Thank you for being here on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. You guys are role models in and of itself. You guys are just pushing content out every single week. It's awesome. So I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I want to, I, I know I'm repeating this because we said it in the intro, but man, you gave us such a pivot to a better place in our life. Like without you, honestly, I don't know if we will be where we are right now because that little push changed so many things for us so thank you so much for that yeah for those listening guys we are actually going live uh, on facebook every monday wednesday and friday and today jeremy is actually on this amazing location you know how you have those zoom background <laughs> you have to go back and see this video because this is really not a zoom background he's really on the like this amazing lake on a boat day with a family wow i i really want to go there if my, my wife cannot see this episode because she'll be like oh my god you have to do the shows over there I'm like, all right. So, all right. So, Jeremy, tell us a little bit, like, how how this whole entrepreneurship world slash content slash lead generation incredible machine started. 
Yeah, man. Well, I, you know, I never, I didn't ever expect myself to be like a marketer or a lead generator. I actually got my uh, degree in accounting. um, And when I graduated college, I was an accountant. I was an accountant for like five years. And I worked my way up to becoming like a CFO. And it was a, it was a fast track, like five, like seven years, basically to to see it from graduating to CFO. Yeah. And it was a, it was a fun journey, but I just never, I always felt like I was still like working for the man, you know, like I didn't have the freedom and it's like, I'm worried. I was making like 110 grand a year. My last job I had, um, and it was great money, $20,000 bonuses, but I I couldn't take like vacations. Like it was like, you got to clock in every day. You got to work late and you get two weeks vacation. Woo. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, like, what's the point, right? What's the point of working so hard, making good money, and not having the freedom to enjoy it with your family, right? Yeah. And along that journey, like, I got married. I have had both my boys, and uh, it just seemed like life got more difficult the more I made. You would think that the more money you make uh, in a job that you would have an easier life, but it actually got more difficult. I was taking the yeah. frustration from work. I was taking it home and taking it out on my on my family, you know? versus you know enjoying enjoying my work enjoying my life enjoying it at home it was just like taking the frustrations away and bringing it home and so uh, along that journey i met i met somebody playing golf that owned a cell phone repair business okay and uh he, t- he started talking it was back when like the iphone 3gs and iphone 4s <laughs> are coming out right and uh he was like yeah i i own my business I, I golf you know four days a week and i fix phones I charge a hundred bucks to fix the phones. The parts cost me like 20 bucks. You know, I was like, man, <laughs> like I have to work so hard to make that much money. I'm like, dude, show me how to do this. And so yeah, he taught me the, taught me the trade. And then I, I ended up opening up my own cell phone repair shop. And that was kind of like the start. Give me the taste of, of, uh, of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, that was before I got my, my, uh, before I got to CFO level, I was kind of in the middle and, uh, when I got that taste, I, I, my business failed because we had poor marketing. We didn't invest in marketing. And so even though I had a good location by the Walmart, like the traffic was, I was always dependent on the traffic and the people being near where I was. I was never marketing my business. And so it eventually failed. But um, as soon as that, I had that taste, like I had to, like, I was, I always thought about it, you know? Yeah. And so uh, got through that journey and, Got to CFO, and I, when I got to CFO level, we were having difficulty again. I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to, I need to get back to to what was making me happy when I was running my own business. And so, um, I was actually kind of, it was almost like a blessing in a way. But when I was at the last company I was at, um, they were wanting to sell the organization, and I was like a young CFO at the time. Yeah. And I felt this pressure that I needed to to make the financials look a little better than they were. And I was like man, is this the reason I was hired? Like, I'm a young guy, I'm CFO. I'm, I'm the fall guy. I'm the guy that's going to go to prison. Like, Oh, my no, God. Right? Wow. And so, like, I was like, ah, okay. I went home, talked to my wife about what was happening, and we decided to quit. And it was a tough decision because we had two rental homes, which were empty. So I owned two houses that didn't have any tenants in it. I was making enough money, so I wasn't worried about it. Yeah. But when I quit that job, we had enough for a little while, but... I could find another job. Uh, eventually, we lost those houses. Eventually, I had to file bankruptcy and move back into my wife's parents' house, my in-laws' house, in a double-wide trailer, 40 acres in the middle of Kansas, like middle of nowhere. Wow. And, uh, 
it was just like, it was like, man, from a, a six figure salary to living with family in yeah. a small trailer with two kids and your wife. And I was just like, man, uh, it was a tough feeling. Cause like I would see my, my father-in-law and I would be like, man, I, I feel so terrible that I, I married your daughter committing that I would pro- provide a good life for her. And then now I'm like, I failed. I'm back in the, in the trailer park. Um, that, and that, that was kind of a blessing in disguise. And that's kind of when I got the taste of like, okay, I need to learn marketing. I need to learn how to build my business. Like I like the business side. I know I'm, I'm really good at operations and accounting. I understand the systems, but I wasn't good at marketing. That's when I started going down this educational road of, yeah, I need to learn marketing. So I, I met, I found click funnels. I found, um, I bought a Ty Lopez course actually kind of got me into it. And eventually I started learning marketing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, when I started getting marketing, I, I was bringing on clients and building websites for them using ClickFunnels. And I was charging like 300 bucks, 400 bucks here. And I was just like, it wasn't much money, right? I was like, I can't, I can't keep getting clients and building something, getting clients, building something. You can't sell and fulfill like enough time to make a good income. And so I was like, I need to figure this out. And I ended up finding like a different way of doing things. I, I decided to try and find a sales job because I, I needed to get really good at sales. I was, I was having a difficult time making a high ticket sale. Yeah. I thought to myself, like, what's the, what's the worst sales job out there? <laughs> thinking, that's, hmm, that's a different approach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Can you like, what, what would you think the worst sales job would be like? Oh man, for me it was going from preschool to preschool, selling $25 memberships for soccer program. I mean, yeah. hey, don't get me wrong. Like I love that. And we go like deep down on this story, like in a couple episodes back. But that to me, because it was my first like sell like job was so scary to me. And uh, we're talking to parents that had no idea first of what soccer was. Yeah. And second, like they didn't have mm. like, it, why would they sign up like a two-year-old or a three-year-old, right? Which are like, ah, they're not even going to pay attention. So that was like, that was a pretty interesting experience. He still has nightmares. He wakes up like, no, no, it's $25. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, after that, I feel like, uh, you know, door to door might be like a pretty rough one. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's what I did. I I basically did door to door life insurance sales. I was like, I found this post about someone saying, hey, we need people to sell life insurance. We have leads coming in, but... You've got to call them, you've got to book an appointment, and you've got to go into their house yeah. and sell them the value of life insurance. Oof. I was like, man, that sucks. Let's do it. <laughs> it's wow. one of those things like you like you realize like you gotta lean into like like that that pressure, right? Yeah. You know, like what's an obstacle is the way. Like you know, you, you you see something that's uncomfortable and you gotta attack it because you know that's something you need to you need to get into. And so I started to go down the path. It was difficult, man. Like I, I have to initially, they would give me these leads, these pieces of paper that people filled out and I'd have to call and explain who I am. Like they have no idea who I am yeah. and I have to try and connect with them on the phone and then I have to go meet with them. And eventually once you got good enough or after they you ran out of the free leads, you'd have to go buy them yourself and they would cost anywhere from $20 a piece to $60 a piece. Wow. And in order to continue growing your business, you have to continue investing in your business. So every single week, I was spending three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars uh, to to make a sale. And imagine like you get on a call, you call the lead, you know, you pay fifty dollars for this lead, and they hang up on you. You're like, 
Like, yeah. <laughs> dang it. It's $50. It just burned. Right? Literally. <laughs> you hear, you hear that. <laughs> going out like, yeah. no. Man, it was so tough. But it was a good lesson. Like, it taught me the value of what's my ratio? Like, how many calls do I need to make mm. to make an appointment? How many appointments do I have to have to make a sale? It taught me that that's like the funnel, right? Yeah. You know, what's your conversion rate on the top of the funnel to the middle to the end, right? It's the same process. And so it kind of taught me that. And that's how I started learning. Okay. Now, if I know what my, my conversion rates are, what if I can generate these leads myself? And there weren't really many people using online methods to generate leads. And I was thinking, well, I know how to do Facebook ads. I don't know why I don't do this for myself. And so I, I literally took the mailer that they were mailing out and charging me 30, 40 bucks for. I kind of made it to like a Facebook ad, put some images on there and let it run. And literally like a week later, I started getting leads in. I was like, I was paying 30, 40 bucks and I was getting the lead for three to $4. Wow. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, dude, game changer. Yeah. And so I, so with, with direct mail leads, you have to put in like a $1,200 or $2,000 deposit. And then you have to commit every single week that the mail comes in. You can't just stop. They can't just stop the mail. So, um, with these, I eventually I canceled my direct mail order and I started um, just using my own leads to make sales. And in life insurance, you have an upline, and so my upline knew I canceled my order, but I was still writing about ten thousand to fifteen thousand dollars worth of business every month, which is the amount of commission I would make yeah. on those sales. And he's like, "How are you still doing that without an active lead order? What are you doing?" Yeah, I'm like, well, I'm just generating my own leads. He's <laughs> like, "Can we can we sell those to my to, our, to the other agents?" I'm like, yeah, sure. And so <laughs> I started taking Venmo payments online and like generating leads on the side. And eventually that just kept on growing and growing and to a point where I, I really had to decide, okay, do I sell life insurance or do I sell leads? Yeah. And I came to a crossroads. Um, well, what made the difference though is like whenever I joined, uh, so I was doing that for a long time. And then I joined, uh, I went to Offermind and I think it was 2018. Man, it's been so long. Yeah, th I think and, it was uh, the year before we met you. Yeah. yeah so 2018, yeah. yes. So when, 2018. And when I went there, I was like trying to figure out how, how can I sell this stuff to agents? Because I had to get on the phone and sell them to agents all the time. And then I'd have to go fulfill. And like It was just like back and forth. It was always it was the same issue I had before, trying to sell and trying to fulfill. And I was like, how can I do this? you know, without taking so much time out of my hand, out of my hands. Cause I don't have, I have a limited time. I have family. Um, and, uh, I remember Steven talking about Steve Larson talking about a funnel and not, not focusing on the very end. He, the biggest thing that he said that was just in time learning. Like I, that's oh, yeah. the thing I always come back to is just in time learning. A lot of us, when we start learning something, we want to keep on learning the rest. Like we want to get a PhD in it before we, before we start moving. Yeah, and by the time you get to that end, you forget what you're supposed to, the next step you're supposed to take. And so when I started learning, I was like, okay, what's the next step I need to take? And so I started doing that, and eventually got got a funnel up, I uh, got my website up. Um, I, then I started instead of taking phone calls, I would just say, hey, just go here's my site, just check out the site. I would just send them my link. Yeah, they would go to the site and they would order. And eventually, um, I stopped getting phone calls. I, it was just I would wake up in the morning with like two thousand dollars of sales. Um, and eventually like it just started growing and growing and growing and, and I wasn't even making any, like I wasn't taking any calls. The only calls I was taking were like, Hey, I put my order in. Just want to make sure you got it. I'm like, yeah, I got it. And that was it. <laughs> wow. So like my sales system was automated 
and I went from like doing like $10,000 of lead sales per month to in January of 2019, we did $120,000 in sales. Wow. wow. And then uh, February, 150,000, March, 180,000, all the way till uh, I believe it was August was our, was our biggest month, 490,000 that month in sales. Amazing. Wow. That's a, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening right now, go, go check, throw me out because I mean, this is amazing. It, it, I'm just like in shock because I think it's the first time I hear those numbers from you. I know we've seen some of that data, uh, but for somebody that, you know, just coming from the, the backstory that you just told us, you know, from that position, testing entrepreneurship for a little bit, failing, which is so important, right? Going back and having that crazy experience that a lot of people might, might just like go back to their safety net or go get a job. But you had that, but you're like, hey, I believe in what I'm doing. And just like one step after another, you really focused on the next problem. What is my next problem that I need to solve? What is the next thing that I need to know? An opportunity started to happen. And, and now to see where you are is is amazing. So if you're listening and if you're in a moment where you felt like identified with Jeremy's story, keep going. Just in time learning, just like you said, keep going, focus on the next problem, solve it, and things are going to work out. Yeah, I, I absolutely love how organic your whole journey has been, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, yes, it has been ups and downs, but that's actually how it is supposed to look like, right? Like... Nobody's always just on this on the way up. And you know, if you meet someone that's only on the way up, they probably they might not even have like those lessons, golden nuggets that they can teach you, right? Like every person that I meet that has been successful, honestly, they have those up and downs. And I love so many aspects of your story. First is that you say you bought a Ty Lopez course. That's kind of like <laughs> how you got in there. And that is actually how we got in there, too. And we got the... It's the, the gateway drug, man. Uh, Ty Lopez is a gateway drug. Uh, yeah, 100%, Dude. yes. Yeah, he, like, we were, we were actually after, you know, having nightmares with all these kids and uh, all that selling $25 memberships. We were like, we need to do something else. And we run across a Ty Lopez ad and we're like, Sure, let's do it. Let, let's try this out, right? Yeah, so let's I, do it. I love that part of the story. When you said it, I was like, no way. It's like we, we did the same thing. Um, but yeah, like besides that, the just in learning, the, the just in time learning, that is key for so many people to understand. Like we were those people looking five steps ahead. What if I, you know, encountered that problem? It, yeah. We don't know until we get one <laughs> step before that one, right? So we got to focus on the next right. thing that we can solve. So thank you for sharing those. Uh, I really hope listeners write those down just in time <laughs> learning. Do it right now. Um, so, yeah, Jeremy, thank you so much for sharing your story. That was absolutely incredible. And I, I got to ask, right, like in your journey, like what has been probably your top two lessons, right? Because, uh, I mean, I, I know you... Like you even went yourself and put yourself against that pressure. What is that worst salesman job that I can go get and all the stuff? I right? like, I'm sorry for my language, but that that's pretty ballsy, right? Yeah. Like not a lot of people that like my brother was saying, like a lot of people just go back to the comfort zone. You could have just go and get another job. Honestly, right? With that background CFO, like probably you could have found another job. So what is those for you within your story? Those like maybe two little golden nuggets that you think the audience could benefit the most if they are in a situation similar to yours. Yeah, I think leaning against that 
being, I always notice that whenever you get comfortable, that's whenever things happen to you. You're comfortable. That's whenever things happen to you. You want to you want mm-hmm. to make things happen, and in order to make things happen, it's always a point of discomfort, right? You know, you're on the roller coaster, you're riding up, you feel that that in your in your in your chest and your throat, your stomach going up, and then you enjoy that ride, right? It's like it, you always have to get to that uncomfortable position to in order for you to for you in order for you to grow. And so, if there's something that you're fearing doing, and you know it's it's in line with your vision of who you want to become. It's you need to do it right away. Yeah, like, you need to not not even think about it. Um, swallow your pride, and pride is a huge thing. Mm. Like even getting like doing this content and like publishing, that's that's the pride thing as well. You're you're afraid someone's going to judge you for, for who you are, and you're afraid to to put your flag in, in the sand and, and claim this is who I am. People are gonna love you or hate you. Um, and it's it's uncomfortable. You just it's always uncomfortable. Good things for you are always uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. So I, that's one of the big. It's one really big thing. Another thing is, uh, I always think about. A lot of times we we forget about. We always think about the money money coming in. We don't always think about the other assets that we can have. Like um, one of the biggest assets that I believe that I'm, that people don't talk about enough is is goodwill. Goodwill to your customers. Um, the conversion rate on our on our funnel on our order form. Is like forty five percent. Wow, we have we have we have a high amount of goodwill with our customer. We we treat them well. We have a good track record, which provides a lot of goodwill, which makes that conversion rate high. If they didn't trust us, that conversion they would they would hit the order form, then they would leave, and our conversion rate would be lower. A lot of times, that conversion rate is low is because you haven't built enough trust and goodwill with your customer. Yeah, and so. I think that's one of the one of the biggest things that we we forget is goodwill is an important metric that's very very difficult to measure, but um, it's very important to to think about whenever you're building your business. I love that you know like in the, in your interview in your intro we talked about the processes right that like you you help clients uh, develop more efficient businesses and I think that's what you're talking about because a lot of people focus so much on and I mean. It's not bad, right? Like it's obviously a measure of success of a business, but the cash, right? Like the that revenue that you're getting in. But there's so many other key factors, right? That like, I mean, even if if that order form drops half, you know, 20 percent, that is a substantial amount of money that that you're leaving on the table. So focusing on other assets that you're developing, like that goodwill, I think that is key, and I think it's important for people to look inside their business and say, okay, what what are these maybe not so tangible assets, right? That like we we are right. developing inside our business that are going to help our bottom line or bottom line. Yeah. I love it. I yeah, 100%. So you talk about <clears throat> trust and goodwill and and you know, through content, I think what what people do on the organic side, right? Is start building those relationships, mm-hmm. and sometimes that's really mm-hmm. hard to like you said, measure or put a number behind it. Uh, but you can feel it like inside of you, you know, like, hey, you're developing these relationships. Uh, and then if you are intentional with the information that you put out there, the relationship that you start building at some point, those are going to come back to you if the intention is to do business. And recently I was reading a book and they talk about networking. Right. And how we, when we talk about networking, a lot of people tend to see it as a very uncomfortable, like, you know, salesy kind of tactic. But at the end of the day, the core is 
friendship, building a friendship inside of that environment that you work at. So how, how do you measure that goodwill if you do, or like, how do you go about it in your business? And, uh, and then how do you relate that to your team? Like, Hey, maybe, maybe the, the, the paid traffic is because of that. Do you make that connection or is it just the organic or is it just the relationships? How do you make that connection with the trust and the goodwill with your sales process? Well, I always know that a lot of our niches are very, um, at least the niche that I, I'm in, they're very uh, connected. It's, it's a small, small niche, right? But they, I know they talk. And so for my, my, high, my highest priority is, okay, if I can keep a customer happy, I know he's going to tell somebody else yeah and i we always ask whenever we have a client call in and they're having a good a good experience we always ask for a review um, we always ask for testimonial every every single time and i always let my team know like if even if an agent orders leads from us and we spent the money to generate it they get the leads they're unhappy um, we try to solve the situation by either calling the leads ourselves to see like is it maybe it's just They're, the training's not good for them, and they don't—they don't understand how to make that, make that call. Yeah, we'll actually call the leads with them to see if we can actually book it, mm. um, just to prove to them that hey, we believe in our product. Yes. Um, and if they're unhappy and it doesn't work out, then I don't, I'll happily refund. Like it doesn't to me that that one, that one bad relationship could could hurt could hurt the business in a way that I don't even know. Yeah. Right. And so I want them coming away having a good experience regardless if, if they're happy or are unhappy with the product. And so our, that's our, that's our entire goal. Um, and that's, and I always make, so what, uh, whenever uh, clients communicate with us, it's number one thing for my team, like emails need to be answered within the same day, within 24 hours, uh, phone calls. We have someone taking text messages and, and, uh, and phone calls in the evenings. And so we're always there for our customers so they can rely on us. Yeah. They know they can rely on us. Um, That's, that makes the biggest difference in the world. I love Dude, it. I, I think it's, it's kind of, I'm going to be honest here, you know, like, of course, I love it. I love all this, but it's, it's kind of scary too because you're on a, on a business of delivering leads, which you're not, you, you don't have the control of how well that salesman performs, right? So again, mm -hmm. like you right. said, you don't know if they got the, the right training or not. But what I love about this, and I really want people to, to listen to this part, is that even though you don't have full control of the outcome, you have control of certain aspect of it, and you take ownership, and you go and tell them like, okay, like, we see that maybe you're not happy with this. Let's, let us call it together, call the lead together, right? And try to figure out mm -hmm. what we can do. Because a lot of people, easily will be like oh okay well no worries here's your money back or no sorry we don't do any right. refunds like they will take the easy way out but i love how you take ownership and you know what you can control then you go ahead and take action with that i think that it's a invaluable yeah, lesson i mean just going that step further i remember uh in one of my previous jobs we had the same issue with with a company that was providing the leads right and they're like okay so we're calling them we're calling these leads they're hanging up it's the same thing you know we had to the team had to do 40 calls a day 50 calls a day each person so we're going through all the 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 things right the the all the the funnel steps and uh and i remember it's like guys like the leads are not converting 
right? The team is saying, it's, it's telling me, hey, the leads are not quality, blah, blah, blah. So we go back and we talk to the agency and uh, and this is way before I start, you know, diving headfirst into marketing and message and positioning and all this, right? So we have no idea. It was like, okay, the agency is, uh, is giving us these crappy leads. They're not converting. We're paying 25 bucks, 30 bucks per lead on social. So, you know, you might get, you might need to get into that you know, market so you can help them out. But anyways, and and they're like, guys, like, it's not our fault. You guys are paying for leads. That's what you get. And we're so frustrated on the back end. So I can totally relate uh, to that feeling. And uh, I couldn't imagine if an agency or somebody will provide a solution like, hey, let's listen at your calls. Let's help you out. Let's, let's go hand in hand because we believe in our product so much that this is it. So let that be a lesson for those listening and watching uh, that even though you're delivering a product, there's also certain steps that you can take uh, to deliver that amazing experience and build that trust and goodwill because that referral source is so strong that then so much business is going to come back to you 10 times fold. Yeah. And I, I have a question because we've talked about very, let's say, pretty things, right? Like, yeah, like we're making friends with our clients and we're treating them all good. But at the end of the day, it's business and we get clients that maybe we don't want to work with. And we're like, oh, man, like that one's a little a little pain, right? So... Well, how how do you you know how how do you act if you get someone like that like what do you guys do because i mean some of the people that we work with they've been like you know we turn those people away like we don't want to work with them we don't want that stress in our business and for some people that is very very difficult to do so how would you go if like someone comes that you are like hey this person is not my dream customer right so i mean we have that we've had that before like we've had We got a, it's so funny. We've had a few clients where they have a bad experience. They go leave a bad review. And then, uh, but then like a month later, they come back and order some more leads. <laughs> and so with those, with those guys, like a lot of times we'll, we'll reach out to them and be like, Hey, like this is the product we deliver. And I, obviously you weren't happy with it before. And so we just let them know, like, Hey, this is what it is. And if you're okay with it, We'll do business, but if you're not, like, please go somewhere else. Like, like I don't want I don't want you to have another bad experience. Uh, I don't want to have a bad experience. Like, yeah. you know, just you no. Know, so we we try to communicate. Like, it happens sometimes, but the first thing we try to do is get on a call with them to understand. Usually, their need is leads. Yeah. And whenever they have a bad experience, usually it's because of a misunderstanding. Yeah. Misunderstanding of what we deliver, or misunderstanding of how to use the product. And so that, that it's always the basis of, of an issue typically. And so we, we get on the call with them and, and a lead is only good, as good at the way the lead is generated needs to match the sales process. Mm. And so when we get on a call with them and they're like, yeah, this is what we do. This is how we sell. I'm like, well, these leads are designed to be sold this way. Here are the mm. videos we have. Here's the scripts we have to, to use these leads. If, you're, if your team or your manager doesn't teach you to do it this way, here's, here's how we do it. And we just tell them, if you can't, you're, you're going to have a bad experience if you don't do it this way. You're, I'm open for you to order these, but just let you know that this is how it's supposed to happen. So it's usually ensuring we're on the same page. And we'll still do business with them, but we want them to know before they come, before they come in, like, like hey, I, I would rather you not buy. Yeah. I want you to understand what you're buying. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I love that about the leads. Like, no, kind of like a, 
Not every lead is generated the same way and is not every lead is ready to be sold the same way. I, I mean, I, I think this phrase, like the way the lead is generated needs to match the sales process. Yeah. I think that's so powerful and so many people miss that mark. Uh, I mean, let's say you buy any product, a computer, and uh, then the computer is meant to be used in a certain way. But then you grab that computer and you go underwater and try to use it. Obviously, it's going to break. Right. So right. Th this is kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, analogy. Yeah. And and it's amazing because like we don't usually don't see it on a sales process that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we grab that product or that lead or that person that might or might not be ready. And we got to understand where they are in that purchasing process. Yeah. So we can communicate. And I, and I love that you guys touched on that. I thought that was very, very powerful. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, and you said also like their need is leads. And I love it because, you know, a lot of times we think like they need this so i'm gonna go sell them this right like xyz but sometimes you get to sell them what they want and i think what is so powerful mm -hmm. what you're selling is that they don't only want the leads but they need the leads too they need the leads <laughs> as well so like it aligns perfectly and at the end of the day you have like a this amazing business that is that is incredible yeah so so jeremy i want to transition a little bit uh to what are you doing now because you know we see you wearing a hat that is your own brand and uh, yeah so and we have a pretty cool story of that hat uh, it should have been mine <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh and what are those new moves uh, that you're making because we also see you creating a ton of content very fun content too mm -hmm. it's like you are being yourself you have people working with you on that project. So I want to learn a little bit more. And why don't you explain to the audience where are you up to? You know, you still have the leads big business, but now you're doing something else as well. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that we're working on right now. Uh, uh, my brother and I have kind of joined forces to create like a media creation uh, company. So we're trying to create awesome, fun content that businesses can use to sell their services, whether it's a sizzle reel of the business or the product. So we're, that's one of the businesses that we're, we're building. And then we also have uh, a CRM slash website builder product that we're building as well that we're focusing on our insurance agents right now. But um, it, we believe that, you know, a lot of times when you get a lead, you're just making the call. And then if, it does, if it's a dead lead or you don't get a hold of them, you just put it away. Well, we're developing a CRM that we can that can text, uh, email, make make voicemail drops, and you can manage your entire sales process in one screen, and it has an app on your phone. So, like, we're building this thing out to help insurance agents and to help any business really yeah. uh, convert more convert their leads at a higher rate and a, at a higher conversion rate. And showing them how to do that. So there's two different paths we're taking right now. Yeah. How, how did this, this idea really come up? To create, to create noise. <laughs> hey, it's good. It's some good fun noise. That's for sure. How how did these ideas <laughs> came up? You know, like before you got that taste of entrepreneurship, and then you're like, I want to get back to this. But now you were, let's say, living the life right of an entrepreneur, and you had a successful business. Now you had the time for your family. So what is that driver for you now to say, you know what? I want to build something new, something else. Right. So I, right now we have this one business that's running. And, and I, I feel like I want to create many legs uh, that support, you know, the, the growth of the business. And so, you know, a lot of businesses, like when you first start out, 
you have one really main source of income. And right now that's lead generation for us on Facebook. Now that's a strong source of income, but we want to make sure like the entire you know, parent company can stand on its own. So we're trying to create products that are independent yeah. of Facebook really. And so the more legs we can build that, that creates stability for our customers, that creates stability for us and my family. Um, a lot of times it's easy like to create, you know, get to comic club and I'm going to go buy, you know, a Lambo or go buy this and go buy that. And for me, it's like, well, I can do that. But then what if I had a bad few, like a bad six months in my business? Yeah. You know, what am I going to do now? So we want to make sure there's, and I have employees now that I, that rely on me to pay their, their income every single month. Yeah. And so yeah, there's a lot more at stake. And so now it's really, how can I build other businesses that, that, are in line with my current business and that support, you know, that, that support it. And so that's what we're doing right now. And so we have lead generation. Now we have, we're building a CRM that helps with the lead generation. And then we have a video production uh, type company, which creates uh, branding for a business, which also helps with the conversion rate. So everything's helping with the conversion yeah. of leads into sales. That's amazing. I love, you know, how, started with one thing like that's your focus right there and now that you have a machine growing now you can put your focus in other aspects that are gonna even you know they're they're actually gonna help the original business if we can call it that way right yeah, yeah. it's pretty impressive yeah. i love it uh jeremy this has been such a cool conversation yeah. inside of like your world <laughs> uh and, uh, and mastermind and i can't wait because Um, I feel like we relate a lot with, with your story, especially at the beginning. I remember my wife saying to me one day, it's like, hey, dude, like, where's my husband, right? And it, and it was like, I was going on autopilot, uh, kind of like where, when you were, and uh, and then Ty Lopez. So it's a lot of things. So we're, you know, we're having this conversation, and I'm looking at Fonzie, and I'm like, hey, that's where we're going to be, you know, on the lake with a boat. <laughs> I'll tell you, Ben, you are such an inspiration. It's, it's been great. And that's my favorite part but is that that... I know we became really good friends too, man. You know, like, it was so excited to see you, your wife, your brother, like, everybody at Funnel Hacking Live, and it's Monday, baby, all those events. Like, it's so much fun to hang out with you guys. Yeah, it's great to meet you guys too, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's been a... I love the, seeing you guys grow. I love what you guys are doing. I love your energy. Uh, you guys are going to blow up. I know it. <laughs> awesome, I know man. It's 100%. <laughs> like your ne next time, we'll be on that, on that lake together. Just saying. <laughs> That's right, man. <laughs> so to kind of, yeah, it's Monday, baby. <laughs> That's the right shirt. So guys, if you're listening, go ahead and watch the video because uh, there's plenty of visuals for this. That it's amazing. So um, so to kind of start wrapping up the conversation, right, I, I want to dive in a little bit into the media side, you know, the content side, because obviously the show is called Content is Profit. Uh, we, we see the connection between content and profit through a sales system, right? And they, it can be one step, two step, three step. A lot of people don't see that connection. They're like, hey, I'm going to invest in content. I'm going to invest in creating these videos. But then there's not a clear path to the sale that creates that profit, right? So how... How do you see that connection? Do you see it as in an organic? And we maybe talked a little bit about this uh, a couple minutes ago, but I want to make sure that this is like how we end the show. But it's like, do you see a connection? Is it organic? Is it paid? Now with a new media company, what's the new take on this? And uh, and yeah, what, what, it, what are your thoughts around that content, connection, and sales and profit? Yeah, so content's 100%. 100% important and 
paid is only like to me in my opinion paid is just an extension of organic um organic is just you know there's people that follow you already and so organic is just grow through that medium but paid is what is like forcing the content out there to to get to get that following and so how we handle content is you, if you go to my main page, like my Facebook profile or my, my business page, you might not see tons of like content every single day. You might see every now, every week or every couple of weeks, I'll put content on there. But I'm most of my content goes to where my customer is. Like I know, yeah, I know my customer resides in a Facebook group. And so I pick those Facebook groups and that's where my most of my content goes because I know where my customer resides. I don't need to waste time putting content on places where my customer is not. Um, in the coming months, you'll probably see me posting more on my, on my main profile because I'm trying to gather a, a different audience. But it's, uh, to me, the most important thing is knowing where your customer resides and matching that content to that customer. And all, all the content is supposed to do is to get them to understand who you are, what your values are, to build that goodwill with your customer. That when, when you ask for the sale, they know, like, and they trust you. And they're willing to, to take to move forward in that in that in that offer that you're, you're going to give them. That's awesome. And oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, keep going, is, keep going. No, no, go ahead. I'm saying paid is paid is really just is like organic, but just forced organic, in my opinion. So you're just trying to find that audience, and you're just trying to force it, force that content within there. It, it, if it doesn't convert in organic, it's gonna you're gonna have a hard time for it to convert uh, through paid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually not the, f the first time that we hear someone say this, right? I think yeah. it was Lisanne in a previous episode that she was saying the same thing. Paid is an extension of organic. So, guys, make sure you're putting organic content and testing it out, making sure it's the right thing. And I love what you say, you know, is know where they reside. And I love the fact that you said that you go to specific groups because that's exactly where they are. Because a lot of times we just focus on the platform, right? Like, We hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Are they in Facebook? Are they in Instagram? Are they in Pinterest? Whatever. Well, you went a step further and you're like, yes, they are in Facebook, but where in Facebook they are. They are in these mm -hmm. exact groups. That's where I'm going to put right. all my focus, all my intentions, and I'm going to serve my customers better. So I, I think that's a great lesson right there. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Now, so to wrap up a little bit, We always like to, to leave our audience with a very specific action point, right? Coming from your business background, it could be business, it could be mindset, it can be content, it can be tactical. Whatever you feel like is more useful, uh, what would be something that the audience can apply today that can take them to the next level, uh, not just only with their content, but with their business? Yeah, so I think uh, to me, the biggest thing is understanding what what your promise and how you're going to deliver that promise to your customer. Uh, when you understand that, the, the, the steps kind of just fall into place. Like if you are, you have to understand who you are and what you're delivering and how you're delivering it. If you don't understand that, it's very difficult to make any kind of move. Yeah. Um, when we've been trying, when we're trying to build this, these other businesses that we've been, that we've been building, uh, the thing that always held us back was clarity on what I'm delivering. What problem am I am I am I fixing, and how am I going to fix that problem? Because without understanding that, I can't communicate. I can't I can't tell you how I can help you. Yeah. And if you can't if you can't tell someone how you're going to help them, how do you expect them to pull out their <laughs> wallet and pay you? Yeah. So it's really an an internal thing, figuring out how you're going to help somebody else. Like all your content is not for you; it's for them. How can you help them? 
And when you understand that, a lot of that, a lot of a lot of the issues that you have with building your business kind of just fade away. Yeah, I love it. I I, yeah. I think that goes hand in hand, and I think it was maybe Lisanne or Gavin that also said, "Hey, your your content or like your promise in this case, right? What you're communicating to your audience uh, can act as a filter." to make sure you know that that is your right customer. And often a lot of people, what they see there is like, okay, they don't want to buy, right? But I'm I'm convinced that this is my promise and I'm convinced that these are the results that I can deliver just like you do with your leads. Um, and if that person doesn't resonate, we don't need to change the process or the product. We just need to find the right person for that system, right? Which, so right. that we've, we've heard that a couple of times uh, and, uh, and that for me was mind blowing because we tend to see it's like, oh man, like this one person told me that's not the right fit. Let me change the whole thing. Why? Yeah. Go find that person what? that, Why? exactly, right? It's like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I can see you sweating, you know, after I say that. You're like, no, don't do that. No, no, you're good, you're good, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's, 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 if you think about back to like P90X, their promise was to, for you to lose weight, right? But that wasn't the, the thing that made them blow up. It was how got you to lose weight do you remember what that was no no muscle confusion Mu yes uh, of course yeah okay yeah right and so if p90x came out and said hey guess what i'm gonna i have this program and you're gonna, you're gonna i'm gonna help you lose weight i'm like okay great like everybody else promises me that like well hey we're actually gonna promise we're gonna do it a different way we're gonna do it through muscle confusion you're like what is muscle confusion and now you've now you're like okay bought in you're like i want to hear that yes. i want to hear how you're going to do it now now i'm sold like where do i buy this thing and so it's i think the promise is important but how you deliver the promise is also very important mm, i love this and i'm gonna take advantage of this <laughs> opportunity right now so i'm gonna hype up one of our, our future episodes coming in right <laughs> this how relates exactly to yes. the unique mechanism that the legend todd brown talks about who's coming to content is profit in a few weeks Woo. so guys stay tuned june 1st stay tuned till Dude, brown's he's, coming he's awesome. <laughs> yeah so uh, well, you're, when you when you were saying that yeah when you were saying that i was like oh the unique mechanism yes. yeah this, like it's so key right like that makes you different that's what makes you special and that's what's going to make people want to work with you yeah to, to the point that even inside of our own business you know we've started to see all the processes and the things that we do not only with our own content with our but with our clients and uh, we're developing that unique system right that works for us yep. that has been working for the system for 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 the clients and uh we're putting the names out there that is like that is a unique thing that is what we do this is exactly what it is and, uh, and we can help you that way. So thank you for bringing those actually two great action points, you yep. know, the number one and then the follow up uh, on the how do you deliver that promise? So that has a complete gold, amazing guy. So yeah. thank you for those listening. Uh, one last question, last question. Last question, do it, go ahead. All right, Jeremy, <laughs> where would you be if you didn't publish content? What would be the before and the after if you didn't publish any content? Uh, man, I'd probably be working a job again, working a job, living, you know, an okay life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it, I just, I can't imagine not publishing and not doing what we're doing now because it's good is the enemy of great. And, you know, a job may be good, may be stable, but that is protect, that's blocking you from your, from the great life you can live. 
Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much for sharing that. Th this just reassures that, you know, what we're doing means something because it's like at the beginning it was so hard, but now we see so many people having great success with it. You being one of them. So, yeah. Jeremy, again, thank you so much for being I'm gonna with say us in this. the show. We, we, we asked that question a little bit in a selfish way because we're like, we want to know those reasons because they motivate <laughs> us, right? They're like, yeah. yes, yeah. let's go. Let's keep publishing. Let's, you know, keep, keep <laughs> making good noise. Not only for us, but for the audience, exactly, right? There's yeah. a lot of people that yeah. try organic and try paid and, and things are not working out. It's a long-term game, it, too. It, it's okay. Yeah. Like. I mean, this didn't happen overnight. We talk about the overnight success. It does not happen overnight. And it's about happen. consistency and yeah. frequency. And we just want to show you guys that this is possible because we're bringing you people that have been there, that have been going through all this, and they're showing you step by step on how to do it. Jeremy, how can we find you? How can we connect with you? If uh, I'm an insurance agent and I want a ton of leads, or if I just want to follow you, how do I contact you? Yeah, so if you want leads, we got, we're at the lead, theleadgurus.io is our site. You also can find me on Facebook and Instagram. Just look me up, Jerome Kobatana. I'm the only Jerome Kobatana out there. In the world. So hit, hit <laughs> me up. Drop me drop me a DM. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or help you guys out in any way I can. Um, I'm, here to, I'm here to serve. Thank you so much, Jeremy. That was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So don't leave, Jeremy. We need you for like two more minutes. Uh, but with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Please go ahead and subscribe to the Contents Profit Podcast and uh, follow us on social media at DuPaysProsco on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can also drop us a DM. That's right, guys. And if you found this episode impactful, please don't forget to share it and don't forget to leave a five-star review. See ya. Ciao.